Hey, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. In this podcast, Alex gives his perspective on what is going on in the world. It is his mission to bring the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. We hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to A Stonewall's Perspective. I'm your host, Alexander Stone. I'm on a mission to spread the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. And yes, I did say every, including the things that people do not like to discuss, such as politics. In my three years of doing podcasting, I've had the opportunity to go across the United States and interview great people, people who are running for office and in, in governor's races, and and uh, but never a presidential race uh, until today. Uh, and in today's episode, I have a very special guest. His name is Bishop E.W. Jackson, and he is running for president of the United States. How are you doing today, sir? Well, Alex, I'm doing great, but I must say I am honored to be your first presidential candidate on your podcast. So thank you very much. <laughs> well, certainly. I, I'm, I'm honored that you have the time to come on. I know it's probably very busy for you running for president and and uh, you know fighting for our country in, in such form and fashion. Uh, but before we talk about your presidential race, I want you to tell a little bit uh, about yourself to my audience, who you are, where you come from, and how you got to where you are today. Well, Alex, it's one of the reasons I love this country so very much. Uh, I was born into a broken home. I was raised in poverty and foster care for the first 10 years of my life. Uh, my father came and took custody of me out of foster care and raised me as a single dad. Uh, so I started out at 10 years old. I was a juvenile delinquent. I was a gang member. I was a school failure. Uh, and my life transformed literally overnight when my dad came back into my life and gave me a vision for what my life could be and told me that this was a nation of opportunity. And it was up to me what I made of it. Uh, and I learned over the years from his teaching, of course, you know, went on from there to Joined the Marine Corps, graduated from college, summa cum laude, Harvard Law School, um, have written several books now and uh, practiced law for 15 years. But I learned as an American of African ancestry that the things that we are being told about America being racist and no opportunities in America and black people can't do this and can't do that. I just found that they're lies, they're lies. And, and my life is a testament to that. And I don't think I'm special or, or unique. I believe that this is what's possible for anybody. If you've got the right values and the right chain, uh, uh, training, the right kind of direction, this is the most wonderful country in the world for anyone to build a life. And so that's my life. Uh, that's how I came to be where I am. Of course, I was called into the ministry. In fact, I got saved while I was at Harvard Law School, but Harvard Law School didn't save me. Mm. Um, quite the opposite. But I got saved while I was at Harvard Law School. And then later went into the ministry, uh, was consecrated a bishop about my, my, my 20th year in the ministry. And, uh, and, and look, I, I'm, I'm running for president for the same reason why I've done other things. Uh, my organization stand, for example, which maybe we can talk about is because I really believe we have something so unique and so special that is under such threat that every single American, especially every Christian has got to fight to preserve it. No, you're exactly right. I, I love hearing your story and, and, you know, how you got to where you are today. 
you know, the idea that a black person cannot do the things that you've done, uh, you know, that's being promoted not by not by the right, but by the left. Right. And it is extremely yeah. racist and is coming from the party that claims to be against racism, that claims to be against anti-Semitism. And it's absolute garbage uh, because they are totally virtue signaling uh, and, and they are doing it because they want the vote so they can be in office, but they quite frankly do not care uh, about the black community or any community at all. All they care about is their own pocketbook and and how to become uh, the next millionaire, whatever politician, or get the next book deal because they ran for Congress and won a Cong- congressional seat. And it's absolute garbage. EW, you're, you, so you're running for president. What made you decide to run for president of the United States? Well, Alex, I really believe America is in profound trouble. I believe that we are a nation in a spiritual and moral crisis. And if we don't get that part right, the West is win- the rest is window dressing. I've said discussing policy in the abstract is like rearranging chairs on the deck of the Titanic when you're heading for the iceberg. And to me, you've got to change course and changing course means coming back to the foundational principles that made America the greatest nation on earth. Uh, Look, I know, you know, we're not a perfect country. Of course not. Well, why have we become, why is 4.25% of the population of the earth, the most powerful, the most wealthy, the most free, the most prosperous nation in the history of mankind? I believe it's because we have foundational principles and the, the most fundamental of which is faith in God, who is the one who gives us rights and gives us liberties. And if we don't come back to that, we're going to lose the rest anyway. So I'm running because I want America to come back to God, to come back to faith, to come back to family, and to frankly, to come back to the notion that there is such a thing as truth <laughs> and, and truth matters. You can't just make it up. It, 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 either something is true or it's not. And we've got people now who are living in a world of moral and cultural relativism. They don't believe in God and the Democrat Party and the left are trying to sell that message to the country. And I want to debunk it and tell the American people what makes us great is precisely our faith in God. We are a Christian nation and we don't have to be ashamed of that or apologize for that. No, I, I certainly agree with you. I, I I am obviously a Christian myself, and you know, I, my my mission is to spread the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. And you know, you you probably have a unique perspective on this when running for president, but also being a bishop. I'm not sure that there have been many uh, people who are in the pastorate or anything like that who have run for, for president. If they have, I, I certainly haven't heard about them until until I heard about you. Um, but, you know, we need a faithful country. We need a f- country yes. that is full of faith and faith in God. And, you know, right now we live in a day and an age in which it's the most corrupt, most evil uh, time where it's ever been in the United States that in New York a few years ago, uh, the state legislature signed a bill, a passed a bill that would allow a botched abortion. If a botched abortion were to occur, they could just let the baby sit on a table and die, right? And and people would ask me, you know, Alex, is God judging America? Well, think about it. Probably so, uh, because of things like that, because of abortion, uh, because of the way that the transgender movement is trying to indoctrinate children, right? Scripture, Jesus is very clear. It's better that a millstone be hung around your neck mm-hmm. and be drowned in the depth of the sea than to 
you know, uh, than to offend one of these little ones. And that's exactly what's going on. And it's not from the Republican Party. It's coming from the left. It's coming from the Democrat Party. Uh, and I like to call it, along with my friend Doug Billings, the host of The Right Side, he calls it the Communist Socialist Party. This is a Communist Socialist agenda, uh, a mixture and a combination of communism and socialism. And one of the tactics that uh, communism uses uh, that, that I've read in a book it's uh, the indoctrination and and total perversion of sex and pushing it on children, right? And that's yeah. happening right now before our very eyes. If if you were to become president one day, what would you do against this child sex trafficking? Because it's obviously happening. Um, what would you do against that? I, I believe, Alex, that one of the most powerful tools the president has at his disposal is the Justice Department and the Attorney General. And I promised those who support me, I will unleash the power of the attorney general's office against all attempts to indoctrinate, to abuse, to sexually manipulate children. It's happening in our public schools, frankly. It's happening uh, with, with child trafficking across the border. We've got to put a stop to it. As far as I'm concerned, if you try to talk to a child about their sexuality without the parent's permission and against the wishes of the parent, which is happening across the country now in these, in certain school districts, you should be arrested. That's I, that to me, you are a predator you are abusing that child. You have no right to do that. It should be criminal. And so I would unleash the power of the attorney general's office to go after these things uh, instead of going after Christians like, they went after parents who went to school board meetings to complain and they dubbed them domestic terrorists. I mean, this, this is all out of whack. And the, the attorney general of the, uh, the, the attorney general's office and the justice department has got to be unleashed to protect the American people and protect our rights instead of attacking those rights. And I, I want to go back to a point you made too about abortion. Um, uh, uh, Admiral John Kirby just said a day or two ago that abortion is a sacred obligation of the military, a sacred obligation. Wow. So this is what I mean, Alex, about this. is These are people who do not believe that we are made in the image of likeness and likeness of God and that we are fearfully and wonderfully made because, Alex, you're a lot younger than I am. But you and I both came the same way. We were conceived in our mother's wombs. That was you, and that was me. And you can do all the gyrating and manipulating of language you want, but the fact of the matter is that as a human being and a person in an early stage of development, and when you destroy that person, you are committing a murder. In fact, Alex, I propose a constitutional amendment to define personhood and life at the moment of conception. I believe the American people are ready for that. And I believe that that would settle the issue once and for all, take it out of the hands of the Supreme Court and put it into the Constitution. And that would be the end of it. And the only thing that could ever lead to abortion would be where the mother's life was really at stake. Her physical life was really at stake. And then that's a decision that the mother would have to make on based on her conscience of what she wanted to do. But every I, I am against all other exceptions because that is an innocent baby who deserves to be protected. Right. I, I, I certainly agree with you. Uh, on most of what you said, I'm not sure if I can uh, go as far as the, the the mother argument. I hear it all the time. I'm I just in my right conscience. I can't 
I can't go along with that because it is murder and, and God hates uh, those who shed innocent blood. He's made that very clear. And I, I can't really uh, get behind that. But most of what you well, said, all, I, I all, but all I'm saying, Alex, is this. If you have a situation in which one life is going to be lost. Right. All, all I'm saying is either if society makes that decision, either way, we are imposing death on one or the other. Right. And so I think that's a situation where you've got to give that mother consideration as to what she really flee- believes in our heart, maybe a, what she believes God would have her do or what she would have. Her do. But look, you're right. A lot of mothers say, I want my baby's life saved. And in many cases, the mother and the baby have been saved in those situations. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's very fair. I, I, I see where you're coming from uh, on that. Something I want to talk about is you know, obviously, you know, President Trump is running, Ron DeSantis is running, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm looking at race to the White House poll right now. It shows President Trump at 52 percent, DeSantis at 20, Pence at six and Ramaswamy at five percent. What are you plan to do to help get your numbers up in these polls and t- to start competing against people such as uh, Vivek, Pence, DeSantis and, and even President Trump? Well, I'm doing that now, right? I'm on Alex Stone's show. <laughs> so that's what I want to do is get the word out to every media I can. Look, I'm a unique candidate. There are no other candidates who are, are, for example, proposing a constitutional amendment to divine life at the moment of conception. Nobody's talking about that. I also propose constitutional amendments to define gender as only two, male and female, and to define marriage as a union between one man and one woman. You know, 10 years ago, you might say, well, the American people will never go for that. But now they're seeing how far this stuff has gone. They're seeing pushing this on their children. They're seeing pushing men into women's sports. And I think the American people are ready to say, you know what, enough. I mean, we're tired of being bullied. We're tired of being told we're bigots and haters unless we go along with this. This is not right. We're not going to go along with it. It would settle it once and for all. So I think as I get more media exposure... And to to be very honest, look, I'm fighting an uphill battle in part because what I'm saying as a Christian, even some Republicans don't want to hear because I'm coming at this from a God perspective. And yet I think that's a perspective that the country needs if we're going to be saved. So I'm going to keep pressing ahead. I've got a lot of Christians around the country who are supporting me, and I think they're going to be galvanized. And by the way, some of the candidates that you mentioned, for example, are busy trying to court the law cabin club of the Republican Party. See, I, I can't do that because I really believe that we've got to establish once and for all the right of Christians to say homosexuality is sin. We don't hate anybody. We love them. We pray for them. We want the best for them. We, we, would, we would fight to defend their right to live, their right to, to work, their right to, to, to do everything that any other human being can do. But that lifestyle is sin. And we want the right to be able to say that without being fired from our jobs or having our businesses destroyed and so forth. And frankly, I don't see any other candidate in the race that's going to say that. Hmm. that that's fair. And that certainly makes sense. Uh, you know, I, I, one of the things that I have obviously observed about your uh, candidacy is you are a bishop um, and you have that interesting perspective. How often do you hear the uh, you know, uh, separation of church and state <laughs> argument. Obviously, I know what that means, uh, and you know what that yeah. means, but many other people don't know what that means. Have you? How often do you hear that that argument against all the time, the all the time, <laughs> right? All the time. Yeah, he particularly from the left. 
But even some conservatives, you know, well, you're a bishop, you're, you're a minister. You, But look, had it not been for ministers, we wouldn't even have a country mm-hmm. because those black robe regiment preachers stood up and preached liberty. And they, they donned the military uniform and went out and, and, and got on the battlefield to defend our liberty. I, I believe that when Thomas Jefferson wrote that letter to the Danbury Baptists, he was talking about them being protected from the state, not the state being protected from Christians' involvement. Christians need to get more involved, Alex. That's why I commend you for your involvement. But Christians all over this country have got to stand up. We've got to get involved because if we don't, we're going to lose our country. We are. We certainly are going to lose our country. One of the things that is a a threat that is more and more prevalent as every day goes on is the World Economic Forum, uh, One World Order, globalism. Obviously, we know in Scripture that it will happen at some point, uh, but I don't want that day to be today. What would you do against the World Economic Forum uh, and and people such as Klaus Schwab uh, and 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 the like? Well, again, you know, some of the candidates who are running have been to the the World Economic Forum. I'll tell you one thing. I would never set foot in it. I believe that it's an evil construct. Uh, I believe that these people are elitists who want to take over the world. Uh, I think they want to try to somehow eliminate some of the population of the world. They want to change our energy structure. These are people who really want to be God. Klaus Schwab, George Soros and the like. So I would never participate in it. I wouldn't have anybody in my administration participating in it. And I don't know that there's anything we can do legally to stop it. I'll tell you one thing I would say, um, specifically about George Soros. He has financed these prosecutors all over the country that, in my view, are, are, are creating havoc in our cities with these prosecutors who won't prosecute crime. And I would certainly, again, charge the attorney general to look into that because I think You are denying people civil rights when they can't walk down the street without being accosted, raped, robbed, shot, stabbed, punched. uh, And you're letting the people out who are doing this and you're facilitating this. I I think there's an argument that can be made that that's a conspiracy to deny the civil rights of the American people. And at the very least, I would look into it to see whether there's some basis for prosecuting that conspiracy, if you will. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, I think we need to push back and push back hard against these globalist ideas and globalist agendas. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that is also a looming threat in the United States of America is election fraud. We we saw it in 2020. I believe the election was stolen from President Trump. Uh, I just recently interviewed Carrie Lake, who ran for governor in Arizona in 2022. I believe that was stolen from her. If you were to win the presidency, what would you do against election fraud? Uh, Because I believe it's so prevalent. The last three interviews, I think I've talked about election fraud um, on my show and, and, you know, the, the reality of it, because it is real and it's happening all over the place. What would you do about it, sir? Well, it's real. It's very real. And I, I, I share your view. Uh, I believe that there were so many shenanigans in the 2020 election, Carrie Lake's election as well, that there's no way in the world you can call that election legitimate. No way. If you're honest, uh, I would say this. The federal government does not control elections. Of course, state state and uh, states control elections. Of course, localities implement them. However, uh, I would make sure that, again, the attorney general's office is there because if you deny the American people the right to vote, you are denying a fundamental civil right. That is a federal issue. 
And I would unleash again the power of the attorney general's office to, in, to, to really look into these things. I mean, part of the problem that we had with the 2020 election is we never really got a full accounting. Nobody ever really delved into it. The courts wouldn't touch it. And of course, many in the Republican Party didn't want to touch it. And the Democrats were claiming there was nothing to see here. Everything was great. So you, we've got to get to the bottom of this because, look, I've said this many times, uh, Alex, I don't I care more about the fairness of the process than the outcome. And so when the outcome has been settled, I want whether Democrat, Republican, liberal or conservative to be able to say, you know what, we lost it fair and square. But we but we don't have that now. You've got half of the American people who don't trust elections. That's a terrible place for us to be in. And uh, and the president has got to use the bully pulpit at the very least to keep pressing that issue so that there's vigilance at the state and local levels about making sure that these elections are fair and then about prosecuting people who are actually engaged in denying Americans their right to vote by engaging in fraudulent behavior. Right. No, that that's exactly right. I, I, I certainly agree. And speaking uh, of election fraud, uh, my friend Mike Lindell, he's hosting an event here soon uh, in August in Springfield, Missouri, and he wants everyone to watch this online uh, because it's going to be a big deal. If you go if you go to lindellevent.com, put your email in and use the referral code Stonewall, you'll get a free gift in your email right like that. And uh, you will soon get a link to be able to watch Mike Lindell's event live when it is happening. So go to lindellevent.com, use the referral code Stonewall, and you will get a free gift uh, in your inbox. And then also, if you go to mypillow.com and use promo code Stonewall, you can get a discount of up to 66% off of your order. They have a great deal right now for MyPillow slippers for only $25. It's like wearing love on your feet. They are great slippers. I have three pairs of them, and they are truly phenomenal. MyPillow.com. Use promo code Stonewall. You can get those slippers for only $25. EW, thank you so much for coming on this show. It's an honor to have you. I'd love to have you on again uh, as your presidential race <laughs> continues and and to, to see the updates that you'll have to give. Uh, thank you, Alex. Race. Oh, by, by the way, Alex, E.W. Jackson for president dot com, E.W. Jackson for president dot com. That's where people can go to find out more about my election and to support me. Certainly. Well, thank you so much. Go to E.W. Jackson for president dot com. Uh, you have a beautiful website. Just so you know, I, I like oh, beautiful websites. <laughs> uh, so E.W. Jackson for president dot com, Lindell event dot com. You referral code Stonewall, mypillow.com. Use promo code Stonewall. Thank you, Bishop, Thank for coming you. on the show. Thank you all for listening. God bless you all and goodbye. Hello, everyone. We've all been longing for hope and a plan that would secure our elections forever. Well, now it's all come down to this. I'm hosting an event August 16th and 17th, and we're going to reveal the plan that will save our election platforms immediately. And it's something that's never been thought of before and it's never been done before in world history. And the biggest thing is everyone's going to embrace this plan no matter who you are. So go to lindellevent.com and sign up with your email now to gain exclusive live stream access. Enter your referral code and you'll also receive a free online gift now. Thank you and God bless. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective 
on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.